Hello! Welcome to Film Festival Views. No AI here. As long as we're still connected to the analog world, senses matured and stored in memory banks, housed in mind palaces, still have a resonance and remain viable in a world of film and film festivals. You'll find it here with me, Christina Kotlar, your host, a Hawkeye with 2020 vision as long as I wear my glasses. I'm an osprey with the wind on my wing, an otter sensibility working all the time, making it fun while having fun making it work. So take a time out and come away with me for a little while. Listen in on today's show with Myra Blaustein of Woodstock Film Festival. Follow the White Rabbit. It'll be fun. All right. And what I'll do right now is do a little introduction for you. Okay. So. Uh, wait, wait, let me ask you a question. Are you going to edit anything? Yes, I edit. It just works the best that way. So don't worry about anything. You know, we could go okay. back. Okay, so, great. Myra Blaustein is co-founder, executive and art director of the Woodstock Film Festival. Long um, th- this, this is wrong. I'm sorry. Artistic director, not art director. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm reading this too, because I was an art director. So that's why. Okay. So here we go. Myra Blaustein is co-founder, executive, and artistic director of the Woodstock Film Festival, launched in 2000, one of the top most respected and influential regional film festivals worldwide. Ever since its inception, she has been running the annual film festival along with its numerous year-round events and initiatives. In 2018, she created the Woodstock Film Festival's annual Summer Youth Film Lab, a free three-week intensive filmmaking program for teens now entering its fifth year with an expansion into the academic year. And in 2020, she founded the Woodstock Film Festival Filmmakers Residency Incubator in collaboration with White Feather Farm Foundation. The four-week residency launched in the spring of 2021 and is set to return in the spring of 2022. Mayer graduated from New York's School of Visual Arts Cinema Studies after studying photography and film at the San Francisco Art Institute and philosophy and art history at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. A filmmaker by training, she directed, produced, and consulted on countless feature films screenplays and documentaries in various stages from development through production, from editing to distribution. In addition, she has served as juror, speaker, mentor, workshop leader, and panelist at various film festivals and special events throughout the U.S. and abroad. Mayra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. Nice to be on on the show. And I want to say one more addition to that being one of the top regional film festivals in the world, it's in the top 10 of my favorite film festivals. <laughs> Thank you. And I just wanted to congratulate you on that successful comeback that you had this past year in a year of COVID. You had that small window of opportunity to make it in an in-person film festival. And I was so happy to be there. We were lucky, honestly. Imagine if we had to do it now. We wouldn't be so so lucky. Well, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, luck had something to do with it, of course, because the timing, end of September, beginning of October 2021, wasn't a peak 
of the pandemic cycle, the various cycles. So we figured out how to do it and we, we did it very carefully. And as you know, we were at a lot of different indoor venues as well as online. So it was hybrid, but um, the majority I would say was in person and thankfully it was successful. So yeah, I mean, we got the 22 year, 22nd year now under our belt. Well, one of the things that I noticed by being there, and it was early morning one, okay, early morning, what do we say, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and you were there. You were there introducing the film and the people that were there, me included, it was just a wonderful experience again of sharing what was going to be on the big screen with the people in the audience. Yeah. I don't think it could ever take that away from film festivals. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, the virtual experience is really great and I'm so glad that so many of us were able to develop that and adopt that in, into what we do but there's nothing like sitting there in the same room with other members of the audience and the filmmakers you know watch the film and then talk to, with the filmmakers and listen to what they have to say there's nothing like that and uh, I don't believe that that's going to go anywhere I, I think it's uh, in fact I think it's going, there's going to be more of that than uh, there used to be. Well, I, I look forward to that, absolutely, because that is one of the reasons that I started this whole thing, because I just enjoyed the ambiance, number one, of the film festival. Right. And I started with watching the films. And then as the years gone by, and both you and I came from the analog world, and we had to learn how to translate everything into the digital age. And I just saw throughout the years, step by step, how you were able to shepherd this film festival through those sometimes very turbulent waters. Yes. There was always something going on. There was always something going on. I mean, just our second year, 2000. And one, so, you know, we were just nine days after September 11. So that was very, very challenging. Every year there's something that's challenging for sure. I mean, this is a big live event. And of course, there's so many factors that go into that. Some years, of course, were much more difficult than the others. I mean, 2020 was definitely, 2020 and 2021 were both tough ones for sure. But in between, there were there are always challenges. It's so much of it when, when you're producing a live event. So much of it is about who's on your team and how, how much they care about uh, the event, the organization and the event. And so between the paid staff and the volunteers and the community, I think it really all depends on them. So for you to have a successful event, especially when it's, this is not, you know, the Woodstock Film Festival does not have mounds of money, uh, quite the opposite. We are low budget. So we um, rely heavily on volunteers and um, seasonal staff and community members. It's really thanks to them that the event is successful year after year. And I'm very, very thankful to them too everyone who helps there was one time that i was there was pretty early maybe like 2007 2008 i i think one of the reels 
didn't come in. And the movie I was supposed to see was changed. Another movie came in and it was Diving Bell and Butterfly. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. It was right. I was completely taken yeah. saying, where am I going to see something like this? What an amazing and movie. Where, yeah. And that's where you had, I'm sure, a hand in a lot of these or most of these handpicked, curated. Oh, yeah. I remember programming that film. We ended up showing it four times, I remember, <laughs> which is more than usual. Um, it's an incredible film, so we're very lucky it to have so it. It was so appropriate to fit it in yeah. at a time when another one couldn't make it. And, <laughs> and, and I think it was an early morning film as well. I have to be honest, I, I've seen some... Yuri was telling the same thing. We, we talk about the films that we had seen at your film right. festivals, at the Woodstock Film Festival. We still uh -huh. talk about them now. Yeah, and yeah, most yeah. of them were accidental. I don't really investigate a lot of them because I find that I trust the programming so much that I know that I'm not going to see a bad film. It's going to be very different. It'll be something out of the norm that I normally would be gravitating to see. But wow, I was always somebody out there that wants to talk about it too. Yeah. And, and yeah. you hear that conversation. This is, um, where do you get your inspiration for these films? Because it's not a theme. You don't go for a theme year no. after year. Uh, no, definitely. I mean, every time, I mean, so often uh, people ask me if there's a theme to the festival and I say there isn't because I don't want a theme to di dictate the kind of programming that we'll do. I want the films that are out there to dictate the program between all the independent filmmakers who send their films to us and want to be a part of the festival and we have to sift through thousands of submissions to keeping an eye out to what's on, on what's going on out there in terms of what's in other festivals or what the filmmakers that we respect are doing it's a combination of basically what's out there and what's coming to us and I mean I find that every year the world sort of dictates the program because art so often reflects reality and sometimes enhances it and sometimes changes it for the better hopefully creatives more often than not are affected uh, or influenced rather by what's happening around them in the world at, at any given time. So a program, I, I would venture to say, often reflects what's happening in our world. And I always try to also make it, I mean, have some sort of a positive slant to it. More often than not, when I put together a panel, for instance, they would be probing a specific subject. And I would tell the panelists, you know, be absolutely truthful, tell it like it is, but please try to end it with a way so that the audience walks away with something positive so that they're not depressed and discouraged, but rather try to encourage them and give them something to work with and something to look forward to. So I think that my um, general approach to the programming is not the doom and gloom and the world is ending, but rather, yes, we have all these problems and there are ways to, to deal with them and fix them and make things better. So, and it's not a Pollyanna thing at all. It's just that I don't really want people to walk away 
more depressing when they came, but rather the opposite. There was a film that I remember because there's certain milestones that I still pick and remember and come back to these things. And it makes it really positive for the way I look at film festivals that come up and the things that change over the years. And one was called To Be, The End of the Era of Flesh or something like that. And the panel was Ray Kurzweil. Oh, oh, he's amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing panel. But you're right. He was talking about the exponential outburst of things that are happening. And then afterwards, I said, I want to see something that is going to make me feel human again. And it was the great ukulele movie. It was about the ukulele. And then there was a group of people in another place that said you could join this party of people there with their ukuleles. And it was a great social embrace of humanity again. So you're right. The balance is always there. I think it's very important. Yeah. Not only that, I see the way you care about the filmmakers. Well, I mean, they are the heart of the festival. I mean, obviously... So much of it is is about them and and for them. Uh, Care very much about supporting the individual filmmakers and try to support them not only during the film festival, but afterwards as well. Without the filmmakers, there wouldn't be a film festival. And I, um, you know, I'm a filmmaker myself. And for me, the art of filmmaking is so complex. It's a, a high achievement to make a film, any given film. And it's an incredible high achievement to make a really good film. And I just want to be supportive of them. And it's nerve-wracking, you know, for filmmakers, especially if it's a world premiere or a US premiere. It's, it's, it's nerve-wracking for them to see, um, you know, the audience's reaction. And so definitely try to be supportive. And the other thing that I do love what happens is that you don't go for the trends or the gimmicks that sometimes has overthrown some of the film festivals like with the VR all of a sudden everything was VR and 3D coming back and then all of a sudden that's gone but you have this consistency of wanting to show good film and good filmmaking you have cultivated a very sophisticated film audience for a Woodstock Film Festival how do you know because we've gone to some of the other theaters as well I know you expanded quite a bit was yes. it in 2016 and 2017? It grew yeah. really big. Did you find that more difficult to manage? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, in, in 21, we dialed back a little bit just because it was a difficult year. And I wanted, um, I, we did it specifically so that the staff can handle it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, but, but the, I mean, the more places that you are, and we are in the country, so, you know, 15, 20 minutes drive and, you know, we have all these venues in Woodstock and those are relatively easy to handle. But once you have to go to another town to create the infrastructure that will make all of that work and make it cohesive with the rest of the festival, it takes a lot. So I think it's very important to do that. And I like to think of the Woodstock Film Festival as the Hudson Valley Film Festival. I just have to also think about our staff and make sure that they can handle it and also have to think about the audience and the filmmakers because they all have to take into consideration the drive or the commute they have to to have to get from one town to another so I mean I think it's really great because it opens it up to audiences throughout the Hudson, Hudson Valley 
and they don't ha- all have to come to Woodstock or they don't all have to come to one particular town. They can also experience the festival in other towns as well. But it's just that logistically, it, it's just more complicated. I really like that event. I was able to go to in December, the beginning one of December, the Orpheum Theater. It was a yes. wonderful theater. That was a great event. It really felt they had that stamp of Woodstock Film Festival events on it, being able to speak with the filmmakers, having that brunch ahead of time and and getting that feel for it and everybody going over. Everything was organized perfectly. It just works. It it must have uh, taken a bit of discipline, a lot of discipline and consistency on how you run a film festival like this. And they after we shot another film and had another party, <laughs> and a couple of days after we shot another film with another party. So actually, we we were lucky because Omicron was not really that present quite yet in the beginning of December. We couldn't have done it now. That was really great. So that brings us to what we do when the festival is not happening during the year, and we do do a lot of special events throughout the year. It's, I think I find that to be really important for the audience, for the filmmakers, for us, for the community, for everybody. So it's, of course, work. <laughs> That's just part of doing what we do. So we, we work all that time. It's fine. Tell me more about this uh, Summer Youth Film Lab. This is a new-ish venture. It's five years going into its fifth year. It sounds like it's coming to a point where you're really confident that this is going to take off. Because I know what happens with film festivals. It takes a few years to adjust and things. I cannot say that I'm confident because it is funding dependent and it's funded by an anonymous funder. We have done it four years in a row in a summer before COVID, COVID, during COVID, three weeks uh, for area teenagers. And it's an incredible program. uh, We bring seven to eight different professional mentors we had you know melissa leo and Rosa ross williams and i mean top-notch people from the industry who are at the top of their career and they come and they talk to the students and tell them about what they do and also give them advice in terms of how to make their films we have also three instructors and assistants and a program director it's very very well staffed and throughout the three weeks uh, students make their films Often we end up showing at the festival. Well, in 2022, it really is growing. And now we are starting very soon. I think January 7th is the first after school class that we'll be holding with this year's group. And it's going to run from January until end of June. We will meet with them after school and with mentors and the program director and instructors and just teach them everything there is to know about filmmaking from the the various process of filmmaking to also just the art of filmmaking and the history of filmmaking. And then, but they're not going to make movies during the year. They're just going to really educate themselves a lot with us. And then when it comes to July, we will go back to the three weeks summer program where they will make their films after they have developed them throughout the year. So the films are going to be really good, I expect. And it's a free program. The program is funded. It's free for the students. 
I think it's amazing. I'm really happy with it. And I, and we have a track record of success. Former students from the lab went on to, I mean, one is studying at Tisch NYU and not two others studying at Purchase, at SUNY Purchase. They go on to film schools reputable good film schools and then hopefully they'll become wonderful filmmakers and they will thank us once they get the academy award we'll see (laughs) i had a conversation with kent jones a a few years back and we were talking about how important it is to have a reading list a film list for for students to watch to learn exactly what you're talking about here because they don't have anything like that they don't have that in schools there were some programs I was involved with the Jersey filmmakers of tomorrow and it was a high school program Uh it was amazing the things that we were able to get from these students because the teachers were filmmakers and they were teaching the high school kids until the Republican governor Chris Christie cut the program and everything stopped for a while. It starts up again, but the the funding is is so important. And it's so important for art to be as healing as everybody's saying it is, which I truly believe. And for people to make these films, these students, I think it's a wonderful step to a better society. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I really love a youth film lab, and I'm thrilled that we're doing it now year round. I mean, the academic year. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to start very soon with a whole new crop of students and new mentors, and it's going to be great. Well, we have some amazing mentors this year. You're going to have to keep me informed on all of that. I'd like to follow that more because it's really amazing what these kids do come up with. And- yeah. I had one student who was a sophomore and he did a little movie called Inside Joke and he got the idea of, of how to make this movie. He's Rami, Rami Youssef, who knows how to Oh, wow. Film. He was my student. And so wow. It's nice to see, as, as you yeah. say, that somebody does go out there, gets it, and then goes for it and is able right, to right, do right. it. Because, uh-huh. So uh, what's this uh, filmmaker's residency incubator thing going Oh, for? that's so awesome. It's my favorite so we were very lucky uh, to get funding to start filmmaker residency last year in, in 21 four week inside residency were four different filmmakers two documentary filmmakers two narrative filmmakers all of whom are working or developing projects that have social um, relevance to it social impact we put them together in a house beautiful house with gardens and a pool and a hot tub and by a creek a beautiful spot and there's also a workshop space where they watch movies and they can work there and gather there we match them with four different mentors and the mentors stay with them throughout the whole four weeks we have a artistic director and other people who work on it and not only it's free we give them also an honorarium of the filmmaking residence and um it last year was just amazing i cannot i mean it was like one of the happiest time in my life it was for me it was just summer uh summer camp for adults every day you know we would gather there incredible lengthy dinners and conversations and film watching and drinking and talking and it was just fantastic and they all became very close I mean they didn't know each other 
but they came very close. They're staying, they're still in very close t- uh, touch. They support each other a lot. One of them hasn't announced yet, but uh, that filmmaker will have a deal with Higher Ground Productions, the Obama's production, and another uh, two others. One received a major grant from, I believe it was the Ford Foundation, the other from Sundance. So they're all doing really well. And we're staying in close touch with them. They'll come back to once we, we are launching the second one in May of 2022. Also, it's going to be the same the same house and four filmmakers, four mentors, filmmakers from last year will come and visit them. And we already made arrangements for that. So they'll. Uh, it's a, such a great thing. Another key element to that, the diversity was extremely important. That's going to also carry itself over into the 2022 residency. It's, again, it's, uh, the diversity is basically a requirement for me, and as well as this, the social element of the project and the fact that it's going to be two documentaries, two narrative filmmakers. Um, I really like the mixing of them up like that. I think that they actually can really benefit. They all benefit from that. So that's, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. It's fabulous a lot of eating involved that's very important <laughs> you have to have that endurance also that drive that you have and does a, your background that you were studying philosophy and art history i want to ask what kind of art history were you studying because i was studying oh my art god do you think I, do you really think i remember been a while i also study archaeology but i didn't i, I did too i went oh, archaeological dig to caesarea maritima i was in oh. Israel for three weeks i went yeah. and digged also well i mean it's so rich for archaeologists i uh, honestly don't remember even what era i studied in terms of art history it's um i didn't finish any of these things you know it's, all of them i took like a year and then moved on to something else so I think it was between the Renaissance and modern that I've, I've studied both, but uh, I um, don't have a good recollection. It's been a while. Whatever it was, it is part of you. Your pattern, your interweaving of items, it always connects some way with what your interests are, or where you've come from, or what you want to see in the world, or just the curiosity of it. Yeah. Of what's happening out there yeah you're amazing i mean all the things that you're doing you must have your schedule already packed for the next uh, few months well yes and no I'm, i really would like to take some personal time and <laughs> gathering some of the films already oh yeah. yeah 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 as in fact this weekend is for me i'm watching film submissions this weekend how so. many do you get oh it's a few thousands uh we'll see I mean, we're just starting to get the submissions, but I'm trying to make sure that it doesn't become too overwhelming towards the end. So, Well, this is a start. I've been following well, this film festival feels like I'm very open for new work. And as you say, for the diversity that was coming through, I just can't believe all the films that we've been seeing that came out of Woodstock, you're still able to find somewhere, yeah. but... I would like to see more of the films that you don't get to see them anywhere else unless you go to a really good film festival. Yeah, absolutely. And that's too bad, but that's true. So, yeah, so come back in 2022. 
<laughs> I am absolutely planning on it. That's staying on my calendar. I know that there were times it would be so last minute and I'd say, oh, I, I have to go there. I have to get this. And you were always so welcoming and so accommodating. And I thank you for all the years being one of the first ones that came on my show 15 years ago uh, during the summer in that little office that you had. And, and this right, is all, I remember. The, all the things that have come out of it. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Well, I'm sorry that uh, uh, Sundance uh, is going to have a hard time. And you are so right. So. You have good instincts about things and timing. And I think that is something that not everybody has or you know, it's not something learned, it's innate, and you have this. You probably already know how to balance everything that needs to be done. So to keep going the way you've been doing this and being on stage and introducing and then going on the panels, introducing the panels, introducing the filmmakers, it's a lot. You have to know the film, the filmmakers. You have to yeah. you have to be able to give something to the audience than just saying, well, on with the show. One of the things that people say is without further ado, and I think to myself, I said, oh boy, if I hear that again... <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I wait for some really good people introductions. Yours are always thoughtful, thought provoking. The woman at the Simple as Water was yeah. really very good. And Pamela Yates is fantastic. She's a wonderful filmmaker, wonderful human being, uh, cares a lot. She is a champion of, of filmmakers also. So whatever she does, she does wholeheartedly very much in depth. She's a wonderful person. I'm very glad that she's part of our community. And I started in a conversation America. with a, a, a member of the audience. A woman was sitting in front of me. We just started this conversation about when you go around the family dinner table at holidays, you would hear stories like this of people yeah. emigrating here from yes. their yeah. homeland that they think about so much. She's 80 some years old. Her grandmother brought her over after the Russian Revolution. Wow. <laughs> My goodness. Here she is telling me this stuff after watching that wonderful yeah. film, As Simple as Water. They made the shortlist. So. They did. They did. Oh. They made the shortlist. So they're very exciting. You know, voting members of the Academy. They they are the ones who are voting for films to be nominated for an Oscar. And so there were some voting members in the audience. And that's what Pam was addressing. See, people don't realize how important that is. Understand that certain film festivals give you this pathway that you can access and then show your film to and put it in front of the right people i know so many filmmakers that just they choose any film festival and they don't get very much out of it but i think woodstock film festival is as you're saying as i'm reading that is one of the top regional film festivals worldwide because you have this opportunity to have that connection with the audience and you don't know who's in the audience to see it right yeah and and more often than not there are some really good people in the audience so the audience awards are important yes. that's how marshall curry got his film going from one film festival dealer and winning the audience awards in each one the film festival strategy is really important for the filmmaker to really get their premiere 
and you go for the Northeastern premiere, the Will premieres, what is the one that you really would like to? Well, I mean, what I really like is a good movie. So it's important to have premieres, whether it's world, North American and U.S., but it's more important to have a good movie. The quality of the film it comes first, and then the status of whether it will be a premiere or not comes second. It's good for us. It's good for everybody if it is a premiere, but it cannot be the number one criteria because we want to show good movies. I mean, you know, some festivals require uh, world premieres. We encourage it, but we do not require it. It just cannot have been shown in our region prior to the festival. But uh, sometimes we even show films that have shown first at the New York Film Festival or other places in New York. So it's really about the film first. And I want to end it on that because that is first and foremost, and it's a great way to end it. Mayura, you are a champion here. And I want to thank you so much to be on my first of the year show. I've been thinking about it for a while and looking forward to hearing more about all kinds of things and all the films and the filmmakers that are coming out of here. So thank you very, very much for having me. Christina, good luck with the podcast. Thank you. Send me a link once you have it. I want to ask, when is your birthday? Mid-April. Mid-April. Is that before Taurus? Yes, I'm in Aries. So am I. We are... (laughs) I really believe we're kindred spirits here. Because of fire signs, there's independent, fiercely yep. independent. I will talk to you again soon. Say hi to you. Very race. soon. I will. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for your Bye, Christina. Bye. Find out more what's happening at filmfestivalreviews.com. Like us on Facebook. Recorded at Wheat Chief Studio Productions. Music by Yuri Turchin. Wheat Chief Studio Productions.com.